through elementary. We're going to hang out with me today. We've got some fun stuff today. So at this time, we'll dismiss the nursery through six years old. And please greet one another this morning. <laughs> All right. I think you can hear me now. Maybe we can hear you. There we go. All right. Well, come on back. And I just have a few announcements this morning to share with you. And we'll take this morning's offering or we'll pray over this morning's offering as well. So as far as announcements are concerned, we just have a few things going on. Uh, just as a reminder, we do have a fellowship meal after church today. It is in potluck form today. And just after that, if you could join me, if the members of worship teams and leads and those people that are interested in being part of worship and that process, if you'd like to be there, please be there with me right after we get done eating. As soon as you're done, we'll just be right here in the sanctuary. And I want to just catch up with you and see what I can do to help serve you better. Um, next week's guest speaker, we have Tyrone Clark from the Gideons. We will also be receiving an offering for the Gideons that day. Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 9 a.m., Touchpoint with Pastor Steve and Joyce. We have um, their title, actually part one of their series called How to Be Led by the Holy Spirit. Um, fellowshipping with God. If you want to know and see, hear more of those, they're on our website. Uh, you'll see the much more of those Touchpoints online. Check them out on Facebook as well. No youth or at kids activities this week. It is Valentine's Day after all. Some of us big kids need to, you know, devote time to our spouses. To view a prayer for this day videos, you can listen to their audio. Uh, prayer for this day, that's the title. To view a prayer for this day videos or listen to their audio, visit our website as well. And all archived sermons and morning messages are on the website as well. Uh, this morning, um, as far as offering is concerned, in speaking with Pastor Steve, he's been talking a lot more about the idea of sharing testimony around this time. The idea that what has God done financially, um, uh, even in terms of basic needs for you and your life. And I was struck by my own life not so many years back. And I had a thought in my head that I wanted to share with you and I think God put it in my heart. I remember it was 2008, if you remember 2008, 2008 was a kind of an interesting year. Everything exploded that year financially. Gas prices went up to four and a half dollars a gallon some places. Propane was four dollars a gallon, you know, and here my wife and I were barely scraping enough, enough money to get gas to go to work. We were paying to go to work. We were commuting from Halstead, Minnesota, 45 minutes, one direction to Fargo. Um, and then actually at one point in the beginning there, we were commuting from Halstead to Fargo, my wife was, and I was commuting from Halstead to Grand Forks for a job. And we were hurting. We were teacher's income. I remember my first teaching job, $21,500 a year, full-time, commuting 71 miles. Woof, right? And we didn't know what we were going to do. Something, though, a voice in my head kept saying, keep pressing on, I got you. Keep pressing on. I got you. One morning I woke up, both Chris and I did, a brand new baby. Well, not so brand new anymore. He was probably about a year and a half, Mac. And uh, two years old or so. And we were, woke up and I could see my breath in the house. And we could see that we had a propane furnace, right? And we trickled the last drop of propane out of our furnace. I had slammed together what I could of a wood stove to the best of my ability. And we were burning slag wood from the local lumber yard. We were trying to do burning furniture, whatever we could do to keep warm, 
right? And it's true. It's a true, right? But just when we thought we couldn't stay warm, we couldn't fill our bellies, God provided, and our church filled our tank for us. Our church filled our tank for us. And we were in tears going, God, yep, we should have listened to you. Your faithfulness provided for us. So when we give in church, the offerings we give go to things like that. It goes to be able to help others. But also, when we are faithful, when we are true to understanding who God is and what his provisions can do for us, he provides, as long as you have your eyes on him. So this morning, I want to pray over this morning's offering so that we can use these offerings to help others, to help our organization, to make sure that we are following what God wants us to do. Let's bow our head. Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity to worship you this morning. It's a beautiful day with you here, Father. We just praise you. And it's been just striking me all week this week of how your undying faithfulness is everlasting. That there is nothing that we can't do without you or with you, Father. You are here with us now. We pray over this morning's offering so that it may be used to further your word, your gospel, your way, and to help others come to you and know who you are, Father. Strengthen our body with it, Father. And again, help it to use, help it to be used to glorify you in any way, shape, or form. In your wonderful, amazing name, amen. Andrew. Thank you, brother. Good to see you. Hallelujah. Okay. Huh. I uh, wasn't necessary. I, first of all, if you have small ears, uh, this little thing right here doesn't fit over your ears very well. So if there's a piece of tape, is not a Band-Aid. That's my punishment for having teeny tiny ears. But that is a part of who I am, and that's fine. Thank the Lord for that. Wow. How many of you have been blessed by these past several weeks of teaching? Oh, my goodness. Whew. Good stuff. We've been talking about freedom, and you guys set me up for, for what I was actually planning to share the end of the month, but I'm sharing today. Uh, God bless uh, Steve and Joyce. Uh, they are uh, fighting a bug, a sickness bug, so we lift them up, and uh, um, yeah, God bless them. So uh, when was it? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Steve said, um, can you just share this coming Sunday instead of at the end of the month? And I'm like, uh, sure, no problem. Okay. Well, in the past, I have served Ten Strike Community Church for 17 years in children's ministry, and I kept the kids with me here today. So if you don't mind, we got a good group of young ladies here and uh, my helper, Elsie, over there. If any of the kids want to come up front and sit in these front empty rows, we've got some, uh, let me just say balloons and going to be some fun stuff as we go. But the rest of us, um, you are going to get a taste of some Fun stuff that, uh, there we go, that stuff that we would do in kids' church pretty regularly. So Josh shared with us uh, several weeks ago, and he loosely translated, he said something along the lines of, when you have had nothing, and now you have something, it is easy to know that you are blessed because of that difference. 
And hallelujah for what God has done in our lives over the years and what he's done in my life. You'll hear some of that today. And then Peter and Linnea were talking about treasures. They were talking specifically about internal treasures. How many of you have experienced some internal treasures, some stuff that's been going on on the inside? God has given me things like maturity. Don't ask my wife to back you up on that. But in some ways, right? Some ways, okay? And self-respect and value in Christ. I think those things are things that God has done in my life over the years. And those are internal treasures <clears throat> that are very important. Uh, we've been hearing about freedom for the past few weeks, and I believe that when you find that freedom in Christ, the amazing thing is you don't have to hide anymore. I was real good at hiding and I was in bondage to some things that I didn't even realize. I grew up in a, a going to church and, you know, I, I thought I was doing the right things. We've talked about doing the right things versus uh, the heart of what you're doing. So I want to read some scriptures here, starting in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. Uh, let's pray before we get rolling here full speed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what you have in store for us. Lord, use me as your vessel. Lord, we ask that uh, you would um, use your words and what you've done in my life to be a testimony for others. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. First John chapter 1, starting with verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Uh, if you want to check this out later, I just, uh, my, new, my screensaver on my phone is a picture of what Pastor Steve had shared uh, several months ago. It says, walk in the light. And there's pictures of people down here uh, walking toward the cross. And it's a great reminder as I'm using my phone throughout the day. I want to walk in light. God is light. I want to live the way that he wants me to live. Starting with, now continuing, verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Finally, verse 10. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Now, as I grew up and got older and grew closer to Christ, I wanted to do the right thing. And I believe there were layers. Pastor Steve has talked about layers that God can work on where you're at right now. And eventually you'll grow closer to him in that way. And then there's something else that comes up. God wants to grow us and mature us. And we want to be yielded to him as he continues to work in us. And I find out, wow, some of the stuff that I didn't even realize 
um, is, is coming to light now, that I have to deal with this now. And then you deal with that, and God works in your life, and things are going well, and then God brings you to a new level. Andrew, now you need to work on this. Whew, it's, I appreciate how God loves me and continues to work in my life. And I would venture to say, first of all, that most people are hiding. I was hiding some of the things in my life that I didn't want people to see. And I knew, 1 John 1, 9, which is popular, um, that uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. I would share with my brothers and confess things before the Lord, and he grew me up. But uh, there were still things that I you know, was hiding behind. I have, first of all, I'm going to start with, we might as well get all the helpers up here. I have four people I've talked to. I need Elsie and Morgan over here and Kylie and who was my other? Oh, Lucas. Yep. Over here. Kylie and Lucas, you guys can sit in the chairs because uh, we're going to wait for a few minutes before we get to your part of the lesson. And uh, Elsie and Morgan, are you ready? Okay. Morgan, I got a bowl of... Uh, balloons over there for you. And uh, we're going to see how this relates to people hiding. So that good places. Morgan, if you could move to this side of the piano, and then we'll blow up one balloon at a time. You can go ahead and get started. I would suggest stretching the balloons before you blow them up. We don't want you passing out on stage. That's not a part of my lesson. Okay. So stay strong. Take it easy. Okay. And you can go ahead and blow one up, Morgan. Balloons in this object lesson represent things that we use to cover ourselves up. And I would say, looking around, that you guys are looking good today, okay? We want to look good when we come to church, right? That's, that's good. It's, it's good to, to clean up and take a shower. Okay, I'll take another shower. That's fine. Those things, you know, you want to get along with people around you, but... Sometimes we're afraid to let people know who we really are. And don't tie those. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So you're the non-tie guy. Okay? You're the tie guy. We'll get to that later. And you can let your balloon go. We'll save that till the end of the... But good practice. Use that one. You know what you could do? Uh, just as long as you're not distracted, you could blow up all those balloons and let all the air out. It'd be easier to blow up. So anyways, for now, take that balloon. Don't tie it. Okay? I want you to give that balloon to Elsie, untied... And she's going to hang on to it, okay? Now, Elsie's going to represent those of us that are hiding. And go, you can go ahead and blow up another one, Morgan. You just keep blowing up balloons for a while. We'll see how many. No, don't you tie it. Okay, but hang on to it. Um, there are props that we use to help us cope with who we are. And Elsie, we, we know her. We love her. She is a daughter of, of God, and she has gifts. But sometimes people use things to distract them from who we really are. There are props in life. For example, some people tell lies, and they will lie to you about who they are. I'm a you know, professional, whatever, or if you don't know someone, they can get by tricking you for a while um, by lying about who they are. The problem is if you lie about one thing, what do you need to cover up that first lie? 
another lie, okay? So you go ahead, give her another lie there to keep covering things up, okay? And then maybe that other balloon, hang on to, there you go. What I had to do, there you go, yep. In between your fingers, give her another one. Keep going, Morgan. Give her some more of those. Um, some people lie about themselves. Some people have excuses in life. Well, I'd be so-and-so, but... You know, I came from a broken family, or I'm going through difficult things in my life, or I can never get past whatever. And so they need more excuses to help you understand in their minds that they're okay, that, you know, um, I am the way I am because of whatever. Those props are trying to shield you from knowing who they really are. Are you following so far? Let me give you a couple more examples. Some people are real critical. They throw out uh, hurtful words. Um, I'm going to venture to say today that sarcasm is not one of the love languages. Um, now, I can be sarcastic and I can goof around, but be careful that your words aren't truly hurting other people. Some people are so shielded, they're just, you know, always being critical and sarcastic and, and, uh, um, they're just keeping you away from who they are. Some people hide behind money. And they want to make sure they have enough money to make them feel better about themselves. And they may show off their money. They may uh, uh, buy a lot of things. Some people are, you know, use things to make you think that everything's cool on the inside. Uh, nice clothes, nice cars, nice house, whatever. Um, we all have gifts and abilities. And you might know someone uh, who hides behind their gifts and abilities. Uh, there's a, I think there's a football game going on today. Okay. You may know about that. Okay. Um, and you look at super talented people, and I've heard Christian pl uh, football players that say, you know, I understand that playing football is for just a time, just a short period of time, right? You know, five, ten years, you know, that you're a good football player getting paid millions of dollars. But that also will come to an end. There will be a point where, you know, that doesn't define you anymore. Um, you guys are all good looking. Some people hide behind their good looks. And until we sit down and talk sometimes, you'll think that, you know, that everything's going well. But I might have to share with you, I'm struggling with this or with that, if I'm real with you, okay? Um, but some people, you know, they're, they're good looking and they want to present that and they don't want to talk about what they're really dealing with. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people deal with addiction, addiction to all kinds of things, and that's their go-to. Um, you know, you, when things get rough, they just go back to their addictions and they... Use those things to hide. How are you doing there? Okay. If you were to, you have enough balloons to hide behind so we can't see who you are? Okay. All right. And when you look at her right now, it's, it's interesting that she has balloons, right? I mean, you, how many of you noticed uh, what kind of cool shirt she has on and stuff? You, probably, you might have noticed that, but she's sticking out a little bit because of the balloons. She's using those things to hide herself. Okay, And we, we can all grab onto those things. We can all use those things to cope with life. You know, if, if things aren't going well, I'm going to buy some more. I'm going to 
Um, you use some more things. Oh, I heard a little hiss there. What's that all about? How are your hands doing? A little sore today. You doing okay? All right. Keep going, Morgan. You're doing a good job. All right. Uh, we get used to these things. You know, we get up in the morning and, and whatever we have, there are things that we go through throughout the day that, that become normal to us. They, uh, they're good props. They help us to feel good about ourselves. We hide behind these things. Why? Because sometimes we're broken on the inside. How many of you have heard that uh, we have a hole inside of us that only God can fill? Okay? All right. Um, we don't want to expose our hurts or be vulnerable. If we share our insecurities, we are afraid of being rejected. I used humor a lot of times to kind of, you know, lighten the mood and, and just always everything's fine and smile and be happy. And I had this, this uh, shell around me that just made people think that I was good. I talked a lot, okay? I don't talk a lot anymore, do I, Sarah? Not as much as I used to. Okay. All right. It's a gift, but I'm not hiding behind that, I trust. The danger is that sometimes these props that we put up and that we have to maintain um, can start to become our identity if we're not careful. Like we think we have to have these things. So we keep adding things to make ourselves look better in our own eyes. We add another thing, another one. We won't let our guard down if we can help it. I heard a comedian say that vigilance is tiresome. It gets to be a lot of work. Um, but we all have difficult times in life, right? We're human. Okay, uh-oh. I didn't time that, honestly. That was great. Perfect timing. I did not set that up. Someone might get too close to us. Our true self. Oh, don't let that don't let up. We see you. Hurry up, Morgan. Get some more. Okay. If we get someone gets too close, our true self can be exposed. You know, if 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 this person is not complete in Christ and they have insecurities, they got to hurry up and get more stuff going. Right. That's that's their choice. Um, we can lose a job sometimes, lose all of the propane in our furnace, serious illnesses, death in the family. At those times, we do have a choice. We can try to re retreat back to our familiar coping skills. We can build bigger walls to protect ourselves. And we can bury deeper to hide our insecurities or... We can take the first step to break out into a new life. Trust is scary. We need support to venture into something new. Are you getting tired of holding those balloons? You want to just let them go? Okay. Ouch. Hit me right in the face. So here's Elsie. She's not hiding behind anything. Okay. Am I making this a little awkward at the moment? Little bit, little bit. Okay. We're not perfect. I love this girl 
unconditionally. More importantly, God loves her unconditionally. And my job as a parent is to train her. Our job is to train her to to become the woman of God that he wants her to be. He has gifted her. And if she's secure in who she is, then she can move forward. She can not have to worry about all these external things that that to, to try to protect us, protect her from who she is. She's a woman of God, and God has done amazing things in her life. I'd like you to give her and Morgan a hand for what they've done. To, okay, good job. You guys can go back to your seats if you like. Okay. How many of you, and, and don't worry, I don't have to pick on you for specifics. How many of you can point to a time in your life where it's like, oh my goodness, I've been pretending for too long. I need to step out of this and become who God wants me to be. And it can be a little vulnerable. I've got my hand up. Anybody else been through that transition? It's hard. It's scary. And we may need support in those times. Um, People want to be loved for who they are. My brothers and sisters in Christ, the world needs you now more than ever. I know a few people right off the top of my head that I've been dealing with recently that are facing big life issues. One person is in jail. One person was caught in possession of drugs and is going to be losing their apartment. One was in an abusive relationship and is now letting go of all of those things and venturing into a new life. One person is cutting themselves off from family due to unforgiveness things. And you know people facing similar issues. Maybe you are one of those people that's dealing with big things. So let God work in you now so you can bring healing to your friends, your family, your fellow students, and your coworkers. People want to be loved for who they are. Well, the good thing is, the good news, we are all worthy of love. Okay? So, you ready, Lucas? If you can blow up some balloons, and if you could tie them off and hand them to Kylie... You go ahead and get started. Kylie, I'd like you to stand on the first step down like, uh, like Elsie was. So we're going to uh, read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting with verse 17, which is a very familiar verse. Listen to this in context. This is amazing. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Okay? We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. 
God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We addressed sin in the first bunch of scriptures, and we need to deal with that stuff. The good thing is that Jesus Christ has already paid for those things. Let him work in your life. That freedom we've been talking about comes as we realize we are everything in Christ. The cool thing about these things, Kylie, these could also represent our gifts, the, th the things that God has given us. Okay, we don't have to hang on to these things, right? Because they're tied off in truth. I'm just going to grab one of these. Okay, this, this here is not just a prop that we've been talking about. This thing is tied off in truth. God has given us gifts. We don't have to hang on to these things. Go ahead and bop one out to the audience there. Okay, why does God give us gifts? That's not going to make it very far, is it? I'm gonna, you know what? How about let's have you stand on this Step, try again, hit it once and see how far it goes. Okay, you don't have to hang on to that. You can hit it behind you. Okay, don't keep them all. You can share them. And Kylie, why don't you send some over here to the kids on this side? Okay. When we are complete, all the gifts that God gives us don't have to complete us. They're overflow right? God has given you gifts to share. God blesses you to be a blessing, okay? It might be a messy transition from hiding behind this stuff to becoming whole in Christ, but man, what a beautiful place. How many of you know that God has completed you? You are righteous through Christ. Do you know that? You are an amazing person. God has great plans for you. If you want to be a minister of reconciliation, the more complete you are, the better work that God can do through you. Um, there's a song by Sammy Hagar. I'm not sure if I shared this last time I uh, shared. If you want love, you have to give a little. If you want faith, you have to believe a little. Anybody heard this song? I'm an 80s fanatic, so... Sammy Hagar had amazing hair in the video, so I couldn't grow my hair like that. If you want peace, turn your cheek a little. You've got to give, you've got to give, you've got to give to live. So if there's something that God is working on you with, try to share in that same area, okay? Share love with other people. God will complete you. Um, Peter and Linnea shared with us that what you look for is what you see. It's a matter of perspective, okay? If you believe that God has gifted you, press into that, pray into that. If you believe the word that God has made you complete, meditate on that. When we are loved, we can truly love others. So these are honest words. These are loving words. These are words of forgiveness. Let these things go. Uh, last week, um, I had a girl named Sadie in my class. What a wonderful helper. Thank you for sharing Sadie with us. We talked about forgiveness last week, and I asked Sadie, I said, tell me what forgiveness is. And she said, when someone hurts you, 
and they say they're sorry, you let it go. My question to Sadie was, does somebody have to say they're sorry in order for you to forgive them? She thought about it. She said, no, they don't have to say they're sorry. Is it now? We, and I talk to kids all the time about what's fair. God wants us to be better than fair. Okay? Jesus was complete in himself. Jesus wasn't keeping score of what people did to him. Even though it wasn't fair, he forgave. And we talked last week about who does, when, when you don't give forgiveness, does that hurt the other person? It may or may not. The, 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 what we need to realize is when we hang on to bitterness and don't forgive, it hurts who? It hurts us. When we're complete in Christ, we can let those things go and love others and give forgiveness even when it isn't um, fair. So if you're used to hiding, keep coming to 10 Strike Community Church. We love you. We've been there. We've hidden behind things. We've had hurts in life. Walk into freedom with us. Your church family here at 10 Strike Community Church, we're all on the journey to greater freedom. I don't believe any of us have arrived at a place where we don't have any more insecurities or issues. But let's walk together. Let's pray together. Let's share our hurts and challenges so that we can grow together. I just wanted to share a couple of um, books that I have read that have helped me in my life, um, these authors particularly. Neil Anderson wrote book, a book called Victory Over the Darkness and the Bondage Breaker. Uh, Joyce Meyer, uh, her book on Battlefield of the Mind. There are so many things that are up here that are negative. If those negative things from here get to here, they affect us in life. And the same thing for the positive things. We hear good things in church. I would say meditate on the word. Meditate on the things that, that good, godly, loving people are sharing with you. And get that stuff from here to here. We can repeat things. We can memorize things. And that is excellent. As we continue to do that, meditate on the word, those things eventually get down here to where it matters. Okay? Let's give these two a hand for your help. Okay? And you're looking good. You can stay sitting there if you like, or you can go back to your seats. Okay? Good job. Um, when I spell, somebody raise their hand for me, please, since we're, you know, and actually maybe somebody who's in the elementary age or so, I want you to spell the word whole for me. Whole. How do you spell the word whole? Somebody in kids' church, raise your hand and spell whole for me. Ruth, can you spell whole? Oh, wait, you're getting ahead of me. Man, these kids are so smart. This is who I'm dealing with. Okay, she said there's two ways to spell whole. Okay, how do you spell whole? You just pick. Oh, you picked the right one. Okay. W-H-O-L-E is how you spell whole. There's another way to spell whole. Okay? And we think about a person who has these props 
and insecurities, like they can be almost like a vacuum, a black hole. Black holes in space are like vacuums, aren't they? And the universe gets sucked into those black holes or something like that. I think that's the scientific explanation. But uh, if you have a hole in your life and it's not filled with Christ, there's, there aren't other things that can fulfill that. And you've heard the stories, you know, whether it's addictions and that person is easy to judge and write off, which isn't what Jesus did. Those are the people that Jesus loved. Uh, last week, you talked about the, the wide gate and the narrow gate. And the narrow gate can be, you know, not the main place where people are going through. Okay? You can find people that have a hole, H-O-L-E, in their heart. And what is the only thing that can fill that hole? Christ. Oh, sorry. Bernie? Christ. Good answer. Okay? Jesus will fill that hole. He will make you whole. What he has done on the cross makes you whole. Okay? And so, H-O-L-E... What do we have to add to that word to make it W-H-O-L-E? We're just adding the letter W, right? Okay? And when you think about uh, the football game tonight, one of the teams is going to come away with a W, which is a win. Okay? When you submit all that you have to Christ... I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of trying to protect myself. I'm trying to make everybody else think a certain way of me. I'm going to give all of it up. It's just a little scary. I'm, I'm letting these things go, and I'm going to choose instead to become whole in Christ. And that's a journey. And there is a place where you feel like I have won. Jesus Christ has won. He has made me a winner. He's put that W in front of my name. Okay? I still make mistakes. I'm still, you know, who I'm made to be. I still have super small ears. You know? That's fine. Okay? That doesn't define me. Okay? We can joke. Here's, you want to know if you have an insecurity or not? Can someone joke about your small ears? And it doesn't bother you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, let's joke about my small ears tonight and today and see if it really affects me. It doesn't. So it's fun. Okay. So we don't want to be a vacuum that just has a hole. We want to be a fountain of good things. We're complete on the inside. The additional good things that come in, we'll continue to share those things. We'll let those things go. We'll be a blessing because God has blessed us and completed us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you have in store for us as we trust you. We let go of the things that we've been holding so tightly. We let those things go, Lord. You are bigger. You are stronger. You can complete us where we need it the most. And uh, we come to you broken and trust that you will make us whole with a W, a win. We are your creatures. We are ministers of reconciliation because of what you have done for us. We'll share that with others. 
And uh, we'll all grow together towards your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm sorry that I ended a little early today. Um, If you want to come forward and share and pray, um, that would be great. If you go over there for lunch, I would strongly encourage that. Sit down next to either someone that you haven't met before or sit down with a friend and say, hey, let's pray about this. Start small. Uh, Let the Lord into a greater measure in your life and see what he can do with that. At this point, you can be dismissed. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Satisfied.